Alrighty, welcome back to the Future of NFT podcast, the most efficient and realist podcast in the NFT world. I'm your host, Jared. Today, you are in for a spicy one. My guy, Ed Vincent, co-founder and CEO of Festival Pass, comes on and talks about how they are literally merging the live events business with NFTs. They've got a lot of cool stuff going on. Let's get straight to it. We can go ahead and get started. So today we have a very special guest. We got Ed Vincent. He is the founder and CEO of Festival Pass. Ed, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Jared. Happy to be here. All right, Ed. So I really want to talk about Festival Pass, but first I've got to get a little. I just want to get my kind of personal questions out the way with you, just so I can kind of these things. Just I just have to understand. Like I just really like to know, like. How did NFTs like just come onto your radar? How, how did that all begin? Yeah, so um, it, it might be a, a little bit of a long-winded answer, but um, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for over twenty plus years, and I can get into a lot of that background if it's helpful. Because um, a lot of what we launched with Festival Pass today is related to the businesses I've had in the past. Yep. And um, so, let me know when you want to dig in deep. But yeah, uh, when no, we... yeah I want to go as. Go ahead and give, give us it all. I, I want to hear. All right, no worries. So, so I'll start there because context is is king. It helps out a lot. Um, so when I I, I uh, you know came out of college, ended up going into investment banking in New York City, and and really a couple of years thereafter, um, I realized I really you know wanted to be in the entrepreneurial world. I was living in a world where I was servicing uh, companies, and I actually wanted to be you know operating the companies that were being serviced um so i launched my first internet uh e-commerce company in 1999 uh, sold that in 2001 um it was uh we used to ship out the things that made cities famous so we had a lot of cities in the u.s and you know whether if anybody here is a new yorker it was h and h bagels overnight new york yeah. city pizza overnight um but that was uh really helped me understand the e-commerce side of uh of the world of the internet. And that was 1999. So um, you can imagine the internet 1.0 days. Yep. Um, quickly, fast forward, uh, in the next business was more of a, an agency. It was an experiential, experiential marketing agency. We had about 70 people uh, and we would help bring big brands to big major events. And that's really kind of where I fell in love with live events. So there's a little context there in terms of, you know, where we are today with Festival Pass and you can tell a little more, but during that time, we we helped multiple film film festivals launch and we even owned a film festival in the Dominican Republic. Um, we also did things like we created a, a co-branded uh, hotel down in the Dominican with Maxim Magazine. It's called the Maxim Bungalows, which was a lot of fun. Um, but during that time, it was really that special experience of live events and, you know, me realizing how, how amazing it is, uh, when there's a physical live event that, that is never recreated that same audience, that same time, either a band is playing or, or a sports team is playing is all that it's a, a kind of a moment in time. Yep. Um, fast forward from there, I, I started a SaaS business in the franchise and multi-unit space, sold that in 2014. And I think what uh, the key there was, it was a subscription SaaS business, right? So, uh -huh. so now, so leading to date, um, I had a commerce business knowing you can sell stuff online, uh, then had an experiential business where I really understood live events, then had a SaaS business where I really began to appreciate recurring revenue in a business model, um, a, a la the subscription model we have today at uh, Festival Pass. And then um, 
after that, I had a uh, an analytics company uh, in the entertainment space called Predict Analytics, and you know we we really helped some of the largest brands out there, A and E Networks and AMC Networks and Screen Vision, which you know basically brings half of the advertisements in movie theaters throughout the country. Uh, you know that before you see a movie, there's ads running. Um, so there's numerous film studios, television companies that would would uh, hire us to help them with their consumer data. Um, a lot of that led us into a place where um, there's a company called MoviePass people might have heard of for the good or the bad. I don't know if yeah. you heard of MoviePass. I personally haven't. Yeah, it's a, it was a company that had over three and a half million subscribers and pretty much changed the ecosystem of Hollywood for a period of time uh, mm-hmm. in terms of how movie theaters uh, deal with subscription. And, you know, uh, they came to us as an agency or uh, consultants and really needed help with understanding the data they had. So a lot of that was leading up to why Festival Pass. And when, and this gets back to your original question of why uh, NFTs, why Web3. Yep. And and really, really the answer is, is um, when we first started Festival Pass, when, when I kind of conceived it, um, for me, it was all about how do we change an industry that's been so transactional for so long? So yep. the the live events industry, ticketing in general, uh, you know, whether it's some of the big ticketing companies you know or some of the secondary markets, very transactional, um, no loyalty to the brand per se, um, you know, high fees, lack of transparency. So yep. a lot of people would get very frustrated, right? It'd be like, well, you know, yes, I want to go see my favorite band or go see my favorite sports team, but why the heck? To, by the time I check out and I think I'm paying $100, <laughs> does it cost me $106.70? Yep. Um, so very frustrating and uh, and no brand loyalty to any ticketing company. It just happened to be whoever was ticketing that concert I had to use to get my ticket. Um, so in that time, you know, I really wanted to build a membership community, even though subscription is kind of the core of the business model, it's really more of a membership. And I really wanted to find a way where people can come together around passion points, their, you know, their, their love of music, their love of sports, their love of festivals, their love of uh, food and wine events, uh, and really kind of have that passion point, but, but still obtain a ticket to get there in a way that was, um, you know, not transactional. It was part of a community. Yep. Uh, and it was a way where um, by being a member, you're getting a bunch of benefits. And when um, Web3 kind of started get, picking up some steam, uh, you know, it, it has the, the philosophy of Web3 is as important as the technology of Web3. Yep. So the tech, obviously, you're using the blockchain, you're using uh, smart contracts, et cetera. Yep. But it's the philosophy. It's the idea that the community is decentralized, that the community is a part of the thing that's being created. And I really wanted to build a business uh, based upon that even before Web3 became, you know, of course, there's the OG yep. space that's no, known it for five years. But the the reality is 2021 became kind of the year of the NFT where everybody yep. started realizing, well, hey, I, I can participate in this. I can have ownership in this this thing in this uh, concept. And uh, so that's got, got really exciting for us because it was almost like the uh, adoption of Web3 and NFTs spoke to the business model we already created. So it was just inevitable that we re- really leaned heavily into Web3 and a la uh, kind of to the point we are now launching our lifetime uh, founder NFT. That's super interesting. I like that. So was there like any specific 
I know you said back, or I know you said in like 2021, where like it was like quote like the year of the NFT. So was there any like specific like aha moment for you? Like okay, no, this is it. This is going to be the thing. Or was it kind of like I don't know. I kind of see it, but you know, or was were you just so like certain when you heard about it and you saw like all the different directions that you could take with it? Were you just like yes, this is it? Yeah. So when I first thought about it, um, and this is just pure pure transparency and honesty, is um, a lot of my businesses in the past, I've built and raised money from various sources, whether that source was, uh, you know, venture capital, whether that source was private equity, whether yeah. that source was bootstrapped. Um, and there was always this idea and even, um, you know, backs what I was just saying is that we really wanted the community to be owners. So when I started looking at, you know, even crowdfunding as a source, not for the core capital necessary to build a business, but being able to allow our members to somehow own equity in what we were building. Yep. You know, we, we kind of toyed a little bit with some of the crowdfunding mechanisms. We raised a few hundred thousand dollars in that space, but it was always clunky. It was always hard, right? It was, it was always, well, how, you know, how are we really getting these people to, to own equity in the business? Um, you know, how much money do you got to spend in order to market on Facebook to tell them you're even doing it? Yep. Um, what are all the regulations and the SEC involved? And even though it's much easier today than it was in the past, it's still a little bit clunky and then the biggest thing is there's no secondary market so when i started understanding how the nft space was working and i started realizing that wow what's really cool to me right out of the gate with nfts is there's an immediate secondary market right so yep. there's the ability to make an investment whatever that investment is yep. and the next day or the next hour if you wanted to there's a secondary market immediately available that allows you to choose to hold that uh, and keep it or sell it. And yep. that that general liquidity is just super important for, you know, really pushing the ball forward. So, so that was the first kind of awareness I had. I was like, oh, wow, smart contracts really make it interesting. They really yep. make. So, so it, it was just, you know, I don't want to go too far on it. And then the, the second piece to me was you know, of course, I tracked all the mostly art driven NFTs. And I think it's amazing. I think it's wonderful. Um, but where I personally see, you know, the future of NFTs, and it's already starting to happen, and we're, we're engaging with it now with ours, is the utility is the thing. It's the, it's the thing you get. It's kind of the reason you buy it. The art, um, in some cases, the art can be the utility, meaning that it's so amazing and so cool and so <laughs> yep. unique. But we wanted to provide something where people are getting value. So it's, it's a, it's an immediate utility and that immediate utility gets you something that immediately is worth what the price you paid for it. And yep. then there's other things on the roadmap that make it even better and better and better along the way. Yep. I would agree. That's, that's awesome. So uh, now let me ask you, this might be a little bit of a different question. Where is your like, family friends mom dad grandma like are they like okay like Ed, this is this whole web3 thing is is a load of bs this is not you know what i'm saying like where or do people you know what i'm saying because like if i walk out right now and try to ask anybody about web3 nfts 95 percent have no clue what i'm talking about or they just they just think oh yeah nfts are bitcoin right so yeah. like what what like where are you at with that yeah. So, so what's, what's fun about it is I, I love the concept of education and I love, I love when I can share um, some knowledge that I've obtained through my own study research, et cetera, with individuals that I know are intelligent people, but yep. just haven't been able to have something presented in a way that they, they understand. 
Um, so I'll give you a couple examples is I'm part of a, a global entrepreneur network. It's called EO. Um, there's a couple hundred EO members here in Austin. There's chapters all over the world, about 16,000 globally. I've been part of it for over 15 years, which has truly helped my kind of entrepreneurial path. Um, but I obviously talk to entrepreneurs all the time and it is fascinating, right? There's, there's a, you know, one out of 10 will say, oh, that's interesting. Uh, I'd love to learn more about it. Yeah. Nine, out of, nine out of 10, you know, are that classic, wow, what is that? Is that that crypto thing? That's a fad, you know, yep. Yep. blah, 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 blah. But what, what I love is I love when I can share something with somebody that gets it, right? So yep. I'll, give you an, yep. I'll give you an example of, uh, what, especially in the utility side, I was sharing this with a couple of my friends um, that are in my my entrepreneurial world. And, uh, and they're like, well, what is it? It's fake. It's crap. I don't get it. <laughs> and, and I said, well, let me ask you this. Um, I said, when you buy a stock, it doesn't matter what your stock is. You buy Tesla, you buy you know, Amazon or whatever it is. Why do you buy it? And they're like, well, of course, we, there's two ways to make money in any kind of digital asset that you own. And I, th I call a stock a digital asset because you don't actually hold a piece of paper. You don't actually you know, uh, go into the the office of the building that you own a couple shares of. Yeah. So it's a digital asset. So if I own a share of Tesla, a share of Amazon, it can do one of two things. It's either going to go up or it's going to go down. Right. So yep. my, my, I pay X dollars. And when I decide I want to sell it in the future, it's either going to be worth more or worth less than I bought it. The other way to make money from a stock is the other simple thing. It's that it could be a dividend. So the only thing I, unless I own a controlling share of a company, the only thing I get from owning that piece of stock is either the ability to sell it later for more or less, or a dividend when they earn money, they might kick me out my portion of the dividend. Yep. So I say to them, well, the NFT is really at the, at the end of the day, similar. Um, I don't want to say the same because obviously we all are hoping that the uh, the world of <laughs> the SEC doesn't actually call it a security. But uh, but the reality is I, I own this digital asset. And I'll give you an example for ours, right? So ours is a lifetime founder NFT. And when somebody owns it, they basically get a an annual membership to Festival Pass. And we can get into what Festival Pass is whenever you're ready. But, yeah. uh, but, but uh, an annual membership to to Festival Pass, which is worth about $1,200 of credits that they can use to go to live events. They can go to over 80,000 live events with these $1,200 worth of credits that they get every year. So when I explained that to them, I said, well, think of this. You, bought, you buy an asset, which is this thing that you own, mm -hmm. and every year you get a $1,200 quote-unquote dividend to yep. go use to do all these wonderful things, and you can own it for a couple of years, and you decide that, well... I'd rather have the principal money back or whatever it is, and you can then sell it, hopefully for much more than you bought it. Um, yep. But the worst case, you're either selling it for a little more or a little less than you bought it. Yep. So it's, and then when they hear that, they're like, oh, I get it. So you're basically yeah. saying that it's this asset and I can own, and on top of it, there's a secondary market immediately where, you know, for many uh, non-publicly traded companies, there's no secondary market. Yep. I think, and that that's, it's so cool because like also I'll be talking to people and maybe they don't really understand the, the entire concept, but when, as you give examples, you could just see that, that light bulb just kind of go off and they're like, Oh, because okay. I think for a lot of people, they are just really just thinking it's just straight digital and there's really nothing happening in like the physical. So I think that's where kind of a lot of people get confused. So when you start like showing them the real life utility of what you could do with it, all the, you know what I'm saying? So then 
again, they start like, oh, and then like they start getting creative with it. And then, you know, doors start opening up. So I think that was, that's super interesting. No, I agree. I agree. And, and, you know, without getting too far into it, you know, you can give examples in real estate and give examples in other real life. And, you know, it's one, one of those things where, when somebody realizes, oh, oh, okay, you mean I can use an NFT to own a fraction of an asset that, you know, I wouldn't have the ability to buy myself, but I still get all the rights that it would be of owning that asset. Oh, that's yep. interesting. <laughs> so, so before we get into festival pass, so like the blockchain, I think, again, back in the day, Michael Jackson, right? He had his first, very first concert, right? And if somebody right now, especially like a, a super Michael Jackson fan had his that first concert ticket, that would be worth something that that's that'd be valuable to somebody michael jackson's very first concert ticket so i think now again with the blockchain that completely like changes everything like now we'll be able to have that as an nft we'll be able to hold on to it it's never gonna rip no one can duplicate it um so i I think that is also cool as well yeah no you're talking about the concept of collectibles as nfts and that's it's definitely an amazing concept and then on top of it <clears throat> is your you can't fake it right so yep uh, exactly. you know the block the blockchain don't lie is that what they say um, <laughs> no exactly is you know you know there's x amount that were issued on the day of his original concert and uh yep. you know there's no way you can track the ownership of that for you know in perpetuity until you finally buy it yep all right so you you've started multiple businesses so what feels different about festival pass yeah, I mean, I was sharing a little bit about it earlier, but for me, it's a culmination of all the things I've loved, right? So it was the idea that commerce on the internet is possible. Then it's the idea that experiential life, you know, I'm all about an experiential life. And I believe that, you know, some of the best uh, aspects of life are when people share those experiences, whatever the passion is, could be music, could be sports, could be food and wine, could be tech conferences, doesn't matter. And I just love that, that concept of, you know, helping make, you know, one of our taglines for our company is live life live. Yep. Uh, and the, I, I and love the, that. <laughs> and the, the idea is a life lived live is just so much better. Um, yep. And then, uh, and then bringing in, you know, my passion for building membership, building community, and then also the data analytics side of it. Like, uh, you know, I, I truly believe the ability to create um, kind of uh, helping people discover. Discovery is is huge. And, uh, you know, in the world of live events, and we're still working on it ourselves, but I come from a pretty deep data and analytics background to be able to power kind of recommendation engines. So, you know, I don't want to say, where the will be the Netflix of uh, live events, but but yep. in some cases we kind of are. You know, yep. we, still, we still have to work on our algorithm a little bit. But the idea that you come to our site, you, we we can you tell us what you like, you tell us what by by your purchasing of tickets through your credits, we know what you go to, um, we know things you search for, and by understanding all that, and then also combining that with the concept of membership and pairing with all the other things your friends do we can really get, you know, pretty good at saying, well, hey, you know, you've told us you like rock and roll, you've told us you like uh, independent live music, you've told us you go to five festivals a year, and that's that's the kind of insight, yep. self-chosen data, but then you behaviorally back that up by buying tickets to these events, by choosing to click on and watch these specific events on our site. And then therefore we think you happen to live in Austin, 
you might like X. Um, and some of that discovery has been really hard in uh, kind of live events. I mean, I don't know about you, um, but in the old day, you're probably too young for this, but in the old <laughs> days, it's like all the newspapers and magazines like Time Out Magazine used to be the place people would go to to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Here in Austin, you probably know some of the, the local sites that kind of aggregate some event data, but really nowhere is there this one place where people get to know your habits, your behaviors, and what you like to do, and then create discovery and recommendations. And right then and there, you can get the ticket. Yep. So uh, more of like a, a macro question. When do you think that this is really going to be mainstream? Or what, what forces do you see like are really going to drive this to mainstream? Um, when you say this, do you mean NFTs in the event space or do you mean NFTs over, overall? Just kind of like NFTs and yeah, maybe more onboarding with digital wallets and getting people just educated on, yeah, just Web3 in general. Yeah, so so I think uh, 20, as I said earlier, 2021 is, was a, a big push forward, meaning that there was that many more people that were hearing about it. People were talking about it. There were, um, you know, I don't know if you were at South by Southwest here in Austin. I mean, half of half of the South by was uh, was about NFTs. Yep. Um, so the more of that that happens, I think the more it becomes mainstream. And then fo- like companies like ours, where we're embracing Web3, but we're then teaching all of our regular members what Web3 is all about. Yep. Um, we even have, a, I don't know if you've been on our site, we've started something called Festival Pass University. Uh-huh. And uh, it's all about educating people on Web3. Yep. I saw that. It was super cool. So now I have a question about Festival Pass. So it's a recurring membership. So at what point am I able to purchase the NFT or when do I get issued my NFT? Oh, sure. So two different things. We have the regular Web2 business, which you can go on today, sign up for a monthly subscription anywhere from $19 to $99 a month and get credits. That's that's a classic you know, Web2 business, subscription business that we have already. Um, and we have, you know, Lots of members doing that today. Um, so on the NFT side, what happens is we're, we're um, the public mint for the NFT will be late June. Um, we're we're going to, the allow list will probably be uh, in mid-June. Um, and anybody that wants to get on that allow list uh, can join our Discord and kind of start following us and seeing, you know, the, the progress um, of, the, of when we're doing those dates. But uh, once you purchase the NFT, um, you'll immediately be able to come to Festival Pass, connect your wallet, and redeem it for your annual subscription. So you just have to prove, you know, prove you have the NFT by connecting your wallet. You immediately connect that to your account. Your account will then effectively the token will be redeemed, and you'll have a uh, thousand eighty credits put into your account, which is worth about twelve hundred dollars. And then you could just on the traditional Web2 side, use those to go to any of the 80,000 live events we have, or we even have 600,000 hotels. So if you wanted to use your NFT credits to, to go stay in hotels anywhere in the world, you can do that too. I saw that. I thought that was actually super interesting. I really like that as well. So you can, again, shop, you can see what venue you want to go to. And then again, click right over to the hotels and use your points for the venue and the hotel if you want. Um, so I thought that was, I saw that, I thought that was super interesting as well. What what are you and your team most excited about like in the near future with Festival Pass? Yeah, a couple of things. So obviously excited to get this NFT launched. Um, I don't know if I explained it, but we're, uh, it's an interesting model for NFTs. So not only is it super high utility, but we're doing the founder collection is uh, 10,000 NFTs, but we're launching them in tranches of 1,000 each. 
So when we launch in late June, it's we're only going to be selling at 1,000 NFTs, and um, each of those tranches come. There is cool art that goes along with it, even though the utility for us is the most important side of it. Is uh, each of those tranches is represented by like a persona. So when we think about the kind of audiences that go to festivals or live events, you know, or just that make up people that love, you know, anything live, there's various personas. Like there, there's a rocker. Like so, our first tranche is going to be a rocker that, you know. Uh, feels a little bit like Lenny Kravitz, even though it's not really Lenny Kravitz. Um, but uh, but that's what the the first tranche art will be. And then, you know, second tranche, maybe uh, we, we haven't defined when we're going to launch each persona, but the second tranche may be a female rocker. The third tranche may be a DJ if you, you're more into EDM or that yeah. kind of music. The fourth tranche may be a sports figure. The fifth tranche may be, you know, something, a, a famous chef or so, so like the persona of a famous chef. So it's kind yeah. of fun. We're looking to gamify the art so that people can, you know, even if they buy in at the first tranche, which is going to be the lowest price. So each tranche that launches is going to go up in price. Oh, okay. So, so everybody's going to want to get in on the first tranche because, you know, that's going to be uh, super valuable. It's going to be pretty amazing from a price perspective. Uh, and then as each tranche thereafter comes, it gets more expensive. Um, but the beauty is, is even if you mint the rocker on the first tranche, but maybe you're a foodie and you really want the chef on the fifth tranche, <laughs> yeah. you might you might sell your rocker and buy the, the foodie later on the secondary market yeah. because it comes with the same utility. But what it is, is uh, you just have a different different persona maybe you want to use for your profile yep and that's super interesting and also someone can come to your uh wallet and be like oh what is this oh it's the foodie oh that's from festival pass and they can i mean that's super cool it's also like a marketing collateral um so... yeah we we call it the festival family the the group of those 10, <laughs> okay. ten, ten personas yeah no that, that's that's super cool i haven't heard of like anything like that before um so is there any like specific events that you're excited about like to come to festival pass Oh, yeah. I mean, so the good news is we have 80,000 events on the platform. So pretty much any live event you can think of will usually be on our platform. Um, so, you know, there's a ton of things coming up that, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm trying to think of things that I might personally go to personally <laughs> yeah. go to versus, versus anything else. I'll, I'll, on, the, on the NFT side, I'll, I'll be up in New York for NYC NFT or mm-hmm. NFT NYC. Um, but uh yeah, I mean, I've, I've just was at a Who concert here in Austin, which was fun. I'm an old guy, so the Who was fun at the Moody Center. Uh, I love going to, you know, a bunch of the uh, the smaller venues here that that we often have tickets for. Um, you know, whether that's you know Emos over on the east side or you know, yep. you know any any of the other uh, venues, Paramount Theater here in Austin. Um, but yeah, so we again we have so many cool events coming up. I know a ton of people are going. Uh, that got tickets through us are going to EDC in Las Vegas this weekend, or is that, no, that was last weekend. Um, so anyway, there's just a, a lot of really, really cool events. Um, a couple of things that I'm excited for, and you'll see it here in Austin is, uh, we're, uh, we're going to create the first, uh, ever NFT bus. Um, so we got really cool graphics that are wrapping, you know, a bus here in Austin. You, you might see, cause you're here in Austin. Yep. There's, there's always a lot of like uh, bar crawls or trips out to the wine country or, yep. you know, people going to festivals and concerts in some of these buses. So you're going to see a, a beautifully fully wrapped uh, festival pass NFT bus coming soon. That's super cool. I'll definitely be looking out for it. I always take pictures. Like if I see a, um, have you seen those uh, crypto billboards that like pop up? 
yep. popping up. That's yeah, I always, I always take pictures of those. I, I think it's super cool. So we got that. And then um, the other thing uh, related to the NFT is um, another value you get for the NFT is we're creating these quarterly bucket list events that we're going to curate ourselves. Hmm. Um, so if you're if you're an owner of the NFT, the first thing you get is $1,200 a year of credits to go to anything you want to go to. The second thing you get is ac access to these bucket list type events that only if you have the NFT, are you even invited to go? And they're going to be things like, you know, I don't know the exact uh, execution yet, um, yeah. but they may be you know, pick an artist, but uh, an intimate concert for 500 people yep. from a top artist that typically only plays to 20,000. Or, you know, one of our investors um, happens to be a New York Rangers hockey player. Um, so we may end up doing, you know, event where you're in the luxury box of a sporting event like the New York Rangers as an example, yep. whether we do that one or not exactly. Um, but then afterwards, you're going to have dinner with actual players of the team. That's, or, that's that's so badass i can't go ahead yeah and it just i'm just giving you examples yeah. of the different genres yeah. we may do a dinner of 100 people with one of the most famous chefs out there that you can experience if that's your thing yep. so once a quarter nft holders are going to be the only ones invited to these curated special events that that we're going to organize and run ourselves um and you know we hope the cooler and cooler and cooler they get the that's a lot of uh, going to drive the floor price a lot as we as we go forward yep that that's the the crazy thing i think it's just like wow how creative you can get with it and like how many it's basically it's it's so awesome because like there's no amount of utility like, there's no limit on the amount of utility that you can add to the nft so i think that's another like brain like that's another like oh wow like that's that's just cool you know what I'm saying? like there's again you can just keep on adding things for your your holders and people that hold the nft so it's just that's super awesome i also liked that the project was going to be on ethereum any reason that you chose the ethereum blockchain yeah so the main reason, right, is, um, you know, it's kind of the most well-known for those that are outside of the general crypto native world. Yep. So it's obviously the, the kind of the most popular. Yep. The, the issue the issue is, you know, gas fees. That's what everybody kind of complains about on Ethereum. Yep. But because we're coming at coming at this with a pretty heavy utility, obviously our um, our min price is going to be a little higher than you might expect for you know a smaller not a smaller but a, a digital art only kind of concept without yep. much utility. So the reality is the the gas price should not be a large percentage of the overall NFT price. Yep. So that was another reason why that didn't deter us. Um, but overall, I think for some of the audience we're going after, of course, the crypto natives that are going to buy our NFT uh, are, are going to be happy. But those who might only dabble in it and might have a MetaMask wallet and only own one or two types of cryptocurrency, the, for, they're likely going to own Bitcoin and Ethereum. So, yeah. so yeah. if they do, then it makes it much easier for them to choose to use their Ethereum to, to buy our NFT. Yep, I always say that Ethereum blockchain is just like the premium blockchain. It's just more of like the Louis Vuitton of the blockchains. I don't know. That's just how I, I view it. Sure. Uh, no, no hate on Solana or anything like that. But um, yeah. I don't know. Just pay, paying those gas fees, it, it's of course it's heavy on the pocket a little bit, but it's just again, it, it just feels good to, in my opinion that it's just on Ethereum. It just I don't know what it is. It just says like this warm, comforting feeling that it's on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, so I, I, I really like that. Um, so is there is there any anything else? Anything else you want to talk about with Festival Pass? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, just to hopefully your audience understands, you know, overall what it is. Uh, it's a subscription marketplace for live events, and I think I've mentioned a bunch of things: uh, access to eighty thousand live events, six hundred thousand hotel rooms. So um, the other thing is we don't charge ticketing fees. So what I was talking about earlier with the frustration of the transactions, et cetera. Yep. Um, you know, it's we're really building it for the membership in the community, and I think the Web three side of it is really just a, a natural kind of evolution to where we're going. And, you know, we get excited about, um, you know, getting people in to be our NFT holders who truly will be the 10,000 kind of, um, kind of, you know, call it big fans of the company. Um, yeah. And then therefore, as we build out our communities and Discord and Twitter, et cetera, um, it just gives people an opportunity, right? So even though a lot of projects build their Discord solely for the NFT, um, we see Discord or any other kind of, mechanism we end up using from a community driving perspective to really allow our community to come together, right? So, you know, we'll have different channels for different locations, right? So hopefully, you know, if, if we have, you know, 10,000 members in Austin and a thousand NFT holders in Austin, they'll be go, they'll be able to go to an Austin channel in our Discord and be able to talk together and be like, hey, you know, I'm going to this, this, uh, this concert downtown, are you, uh, ACL Live, are you going as well? You know, that kind of thing. Yep. No, that, that's that's super cool. And I, again, I just wanted to say the what is like the motto of of um, Festival Pass? What do you say? Life lived oh, live. Live. Yeah. Life lived live. I love that. I, I first saw it and I was like, wait, wait, I don't. And so I read it again. And I was like, OK, that makes perfect sense. Like it just it just fits so perfect. Uh, I don't know. I love it again. Life lived live. I love it. Alrighty, Ed. Well, I really appreciate you for coming on the show. Uh, where can they reach you or where can they find Festival Pass? Yeah, so uh, a couple places and I'll, I'll send you some information. I'm sure you can put in the show notes, but uh, festivalpass.com is the website, as you can imagine. The project will be housed at fest, uh, festivalfamily.live. Um, so that will be the main microsite for the project to explain a lot about what's going on. Um, you'll also be able to get to the project, obviously, from our Festival Pass website. So you can go there. Um, you know, any of the socials, um, you'll find us on Twitter, get festival pass. Uh, Facebook is get festival pass. Instagram is a uh, festival underscore pass. I'm, I'm considering changing that just to get festival pass. So, uh, yeah. so it's all the same. Uh, you know, we're the most active on Instagram, but we're really uh, ramping up our activity on Twitter and discord. So we'd love, we'd love any people listening to this to join our discord. And that's where you're going to be able to access uh, the allow list. That's where you're going to be able to get in on the the first tranche. So everybody should try and go there as soon as they can. That sounds awesome. All right, Ed, I really appreciate you for coming on the show today. Um, I'm honestly just really excited to see uh, Festival Pass here in the future. And I know for sure if I see that bus, I'm going to take a picture. And I'm going to tag you. Um, <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. And hopefully being here in Austin, you're going to see more and more of us. We're, uh, we were just in Billboard magazine on Friday and there will be in a lot of local and national press coming up soon. Awesome. All righty, Ed. Well, I enjoyed the show a lot, and I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jared. Alrighty, that is the end of today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I know I did for sure. Ed, badass dude. Again, they've got some, they've got some shit brewing up at Festival Pass for sure, as you can tell. Like, it, it's so crazy. I see so many NFT projects. I, I talked to a lot of creators, like you can get so creative like literally it, it's insane like again what ed was talking about today i 
that's something new for me, right? It's like every day I just see a new use case, right? A new somebody just getting super creative with their project or whatever they have again, like whatever they've got going on, right? Their side venture, their side hustle. Like you can implement NFTs, you can get creative. Again, creative, I always say creative is the variable for sure. Um, so it just just sick things going on. Again, he's here in Austin, Texas. Shout out ATX. Um, but yeah, if you want to reach me on Instagram, it's future of NFT. If you want to reach me on Twitter, it's T H E E J A R R O D. And if you want to leave a voice message, the link is in the show notes. I hope everybody is enjoying their week. Again, reach out. You want to say what's up? You want to talk about an NFT project? You want to, again, reach out. I talk to everybody. Um, I love, again, I learn more from you than you probably learn from me, right? I, I just, again, I love the feedback. I love to hear like, oh shit, you're, you're doing this like with NFTs. Like what? Tell me more about that. Right. It's just all good stuff. Um, it's all just good, good learning. Right. Um, so yeah, again, reach out and I will see you on the next one. Peace.